to the Thrive Podcast. I'm Kathleen Drennan, corporate executive turned creative entrepreneur. In this podcast, I'll share all we've learned about marketing, money, and managing your mindset. I'll provide you with the tools and templates you can use today to grow your business and move one step closer to creating your best life. Ladies, you got this. Peoples, new podcast episode, and today I wanted to go in and do a bit of a deep dive and talk through this whole idea of identifying your ideal customer. Now, you might hear lots of different language for this exercise, everything from who's your target audience, where's your target market, What does your ideal customer look like? Who are your ideal clients? In some spaces, people even say you could create an ideal customer avatar, but all asking the same question, all focusing in on trying to be specific and identify who your optimal or ideal client customer is. And I know this is probably a bit of a scary proposition because you may be telling yourself, but Kathleen, I want as many customers as possible. So I want to cater to the masses. Mm, Please don't. (laughs) You'd be wrong. You'd be so wrong. And one of the things and the scary, I think, ideas of narrowing down your business is that you're going to feel like you might possibly tell yourself that that means you're not going to have enough customers. And trust me when I tell you that the exact opposite is true. The more focused you can become on who your ideal customer is, the better your product offering is going to be, the more focused your entire business is going to be, and probably the most important, the more effective your marketing is going to be. If you have never sat down and figured out who your ideal client is, stick with me today and let's walk through this. I'm going to give you my top three tips for identifying your ideal client. And I'm going to talk you through lots of specific examples. And I am going to show you through the world of audio, (laughs) the value of walking through this exercise. And the first thing I want to start with is this whole idea of if you're trying to be all things to all people, you're going to be nothing to no one. And it's a scary proposition to say you want to attract and repel. But we started down this process probably 36 months ago in terms of we know for a fact our business is not for everyone but really honing in on who our ideal client is has really brought so much focus into this business. And it helps really narrow down what's the content that needs to sit on the website? What are the things that we talk about on Instagram? What are the things that we mention in our welcome pack to our brides? What are the things we talk about in terms of, you know, the process of how people order flowers online? Who are we talking to when we're trying to get people to sign up for our Hens Weekend Flower Crown workshops? All of these questions become so clear, the answers become so clear when you are 
crystal clear on who your target audience is. And if you're in the early stages of your business, or you're at a point where you want to pivot, where you think you want to cater to a slightly different audience, and you're just not quite sure where to begin, my best piece of advice is just start. And I know that sounds absurd (laughs) because you're going to say, but Kathleen, I have no idea what I'm doing. You do. Trust me when I tell you, you do know what you're doing. Trust your instinct. If I was to sit down today and ask you, who is your ideal client? You will have an answer. I know you will have an answer. You may want to start to attract a different ideal client, which is a different situation. But at this moment in time, who is your ideal client? And something I will repeat many times on this episode and many times moving forward is that everything in your business is considered a work in progress. Nothing like nothing has to be set in stone. And the exact same thing is true for you and identifying your ideal client. You can have an ideal client that you want to cater to now. You can decide to change your mind in 18 months. You can decide in seven years that you want this to be different. So that is why I'm telling you the first step in starting is to just start. Really embrace the idea that this is a work in progress. It is always evolving, it's always changing, and you can always iterate. Don't ever feel like you need to set something in stone and never, ever, ever move away from it. You are never, as the owner of your business, you are never, ever, ever going to be catering to the same client or group of clients for the rest of your business life. It is impossible. It is not going to happen. So embrace this idea of fluidity and sit down today. Recognize the fact that your business is going to change. You are going to change. Your product offering is going to change. The flowers you want to work with is going to evolve. Your tastes will evolve. All of that means that you have the opportunity, however you feel the whim to, change who you consider your ideal client to be. But yes, you do have to start somewhere. So where do you begin? If I was to ask you the question, who is your ideal client? What answers immediately come to mind right now? Does a person pop into your mind? Does a customer who's come into your store recently come to mind? Does somebody who's emailed you recently come to mind? Does a past client come to mind? Does a version of yourself come to mind? Does a family member come to mind? There is probably somebody in some shape or form who you can visualize. So what do they look like? How old are they? Where do they work? What kind of job do they have? What kind of house or apartment do they live in? Where do they live? How much money do they make? How do they spend their free time? What motivates them? Do they have kids, pets, hobbies? Do they do yoga? Do they go to the gym? Do they go running? Do they sit on the sofa and watch movies? Do they eat popcorn? How do they spend their free time? Get detailed, get like super duper detailed. 
and you could absolutely create a Pinterest board. And if you didn't know that you can create a secret Pinterest board, then go on to the Pinterest, start a new board. And when you start a new board, you can mark it as secret, which means that nobody needs to know that it's there except you. So that people aren't going to necessarily be able to find it. If you prefer to start a Google Doc, a PowerPoint presentation, a keynote presentation, a Canva collage, or even write it out on a piece of paper, whatever floats your boat, just make sure you sit down, set the timer for 35 minutes, and start brainstorming. Particularly now, there is no wrong answer. I want you to pretend like you're writing a novel. Get as gritty and detailed as you can on this person, how they operate, how they live their lives, where do they spend their time, where do they vacation, are they on Instagram, are they on Pinterest, are they searching the internet, do they follow people on YouTube, where do they go shopping, what brands do they like to wear, how old are they, did they go to university? Get specific. And if in doubt, just follow your instinct. Absolutely 100% just follow your instinct. So step one of this exercise is to articulate, to write down, to personify, to make notes, to collage who your ideal client is. And in a perfect world, I would even say, give him or her a name. Because when you move forward in your business and you're thinking about what to write on your website, you're thinking about pulling together your product offering, you're thinking about how to fit out your shop, you can always come back to your ideal client, the persona of your ideal customer. And if you've named them, it becomes so much easier for you to then be able to articulate and understand, oh, okay, if I'm going to paint the shop, what color would this person really like? If I'm going to create this website, what are the specifics that are going to attract my business to her? And really get in the head of your ideal client. I don't think it's possible to go too far, to go into too much detail. And I would highly recommend that you sit down, set the timer, sit down and go through this exercise once, come back to it again in about 72 hours, and then come back to it again a week later and see if it still feels right. Don't underestimate the power of your intuition and how much it's going to steer you in the right direction. And once you've painted a picture of your ideal clients, their life, their environment around them, let's bring it back to you and your business. And what problem or problems, plural, does your ideal client have that your business can help solve? A few examples jump to mind. So let's say you get a phone call from a, you know, from a lady whose father-in-law has passed away. She wants to help the family pull together something really special for the service. Or a young man is called and said, it's my mom's 60th birthday on Saturday. I can't make it down, but I want to spend something special to my mom so that she knows that I haven't forgotten, I am a good son, and that I'm thinking of her. Or you get an email from somebody who's looking for something really simple, understated, for a wedding. In their words, they're using kind of elegant, understated bouquet. 
or perhaps somebody's come into the shop and said it's you know it's my 10th wedding anniversary I want to pick something up for my wife something that's really going to make me look good something that tells shows her that I love her or perhaps an office manager gets in touch with you and they're looking at the idea investigating the possibility of having a weekly arrangement set up in their reception space so you'll see that once you have a really good understanding of who your ideal client is that there is a problem that they have that your business can help them address and your ideal customers problem is your business's opportunity their problem is going to help you create and define your product and your service offering and I think as an outsider it's so easy to get swept up in the world of flowers and just see oh flowers are beautiful all flowers are created equal all florists are exactly the same but you'll see that when you start to narrow down your ideal customer and really start to understand their mindset their behavior and the problems that they face when you identify their needs their drivers their wants you can see how much that can positively influence and sway your specific product offering so let's go back up to that list of examples and talk through specific services or products you might consider to offer so with the woman whose father-in-law passed away and they want to create something special for the service you may decide that your niche your specialty the service that you are providing is around funeral flowers and the entire service that you provide has to do with the consultation with the family being able to create a beautiful arrangement that represents both the family and their loved one at the service done in a format and to a budget that appeases everybody your service also includes the delivery of that arrangement and the setup on the day so it's all about looking at the service that you provide in the context of the problem that your client has so let's go to the son and his mom's 60th birthday and he cannot be in town so you are the owner of a flower delivery product or service provider the service that you're providing is to be able to pull an arrangement together to the budget that he's provided in a style that he has given you some direction on or maybe some specific flowers or at least a color palette there's a card message there's a delivery address and there is the day that the flowers actually need to be delivered so the service that you're providing is much more than just flowers you are providing a one-stop shop for that ideal client's situation in another case we're thinking about a simple understated wedding the bride is looking for something elegant understated that reflects her personality it's very possible that you as a wedding and events florist are going to specialize in that space for the husband who is celebrating his 10th wedding anniversary who wants to pick up something to impress her the service that you provide and the product that you pull together is going to look different to the customer just one step beforehand who was looking for a simple understated wedding bouquet right so yes they all have to do with flowers 
but the service and the package around those flowers is what's going to help you focus in on your audience. For our office manager who wants to look at having a weekly arrangement set up in their reception space, she's obviously looking for a full service solution. She doesn't want to have to send somebody out to your studio to pick up an arrangement and then put it up on the counter. Plus, you don't necessarily want to create something out of the context of that space. So you want to sit down and have a consultation, have a discussion with that office manager to see what they are looking for. Do they have a budget? Are they looking for specific colors? Are they, you need to investigate the space to see is there any natural light or is it all natural light? Is it really bright? Are things going to wilt and die quite quickly? All of these things are going to have an impact on the product that you offer your ideal client. So in the exercise of understanding who your ideal client is, when it comes to flowers and floristry services, what problems do they have that you can provide the solution for? And that problem solution relationship is really at the crux of good marketing. And this whole idea of as an outsider, flowers are flowers are flowers are flowers are flowers. But we know as the owners of this business, of the niche that you operate in, the solution that you provide is very different to somebody else. If you own a bricks and mortar retail shop, your solution and your product offering is going to be very different to the person that owns and operates a funeral and events home studio. It's going to be very different to the person who owns and operates a workshop intensive business. It's going to be very different to the person who owns and operates a large scale mass production installation event styling company. You can absolutely see how the exercise of going through and identifying your ideal client is going to have such a positive influence on you understanding the services that you provide. So the first step, just to recap, is just start. <laughs> Sit down, go back and articulate who you think, best guess at this moment in time, who your ideal client is. Work through and articulate a day in their life, understand what their living situation is, what they do for work, bring as much life into that story as you possibly can. And once you have a clear idea of who those people are, then put some thought into understanding what problems do they face when it comes to floristry services. And I will give you a big hint. <laughs> In almost every single situation, your ideal client is going to know little to nothing about flowers. That's the case when you own a retail business. It's the case if you're focusing on weddings and events. It's the case if you're focusing on funerals. It's the case if you're focusing on workshops. The average person's understanding of flowers is minimal. Right. The only time that might be an exception is if you live or you cater to or you service an area that has like 
millions of people in its population because then you could focus on people who love and adore flowers who have a really high knowledge of it but in the majority of the cases and i would argue i'm gonna guess 98 percent 98 percent of the time your audience is going to have very little understanding about flowers but that lack of understanding is one of your greatest opportunities because you can make it so easy for your clients to pick you over your competition simply because you can demonstrate expertise and make it easy for them. And absolutely, it's worth taking the time to sit down and articulate and understand and do a deep dive into who your ideal client is create a little persona for them. If it's helpful, print it out, put it next to your computer, put it up on the wall, put it in your studio, put it in your notebook. Walk around with this person in mind because it's going to bring so much focus to your business and it's going to help you really articulate and understand the problems that you can help solve for your client. And remember, if you are trying to cater to everyone, then you will cater to no one. The more you start to understand your ideal client, the more focused and specific and effective your marketing and communications will become. Could you envision, for example, if you decided that you wanted to commit to focus in on funerals and sympathy arrangements, the type of communication you might have on your website versus if you're focusing in on growing flowers and putting buckets together for DIY brides, right? Yes, both are floristry services, cater to totally different audiences and therefore cater to totally different problem solutions. So highly encourage you to focus in on your core audiences and I know it can feel really scary it feels really daunting to try and narrow down your offering but that focus is what's going to give you that solid foundation for your business I don't want to overemphasize this point but I will tell you if you can identify your ideal client the foundation for your business will be so solid and remember yes you can absolutely change your focus redefine your ideal client in the future. Don't feel like this is a set and forget sort of situation. Like everything else we talk about, identify your core audience and give yourself permission to evolve and change in the future. And remember, no one says that you need to create a business that only caters to one core customer. But, and that's bolded and underlined, I will say, but remember, for every ideal client you have, you will have a product solution relationship for that specific client. So the more customers you have, the more services you need to provide, the more complicated your business becomes. But I am not discouraging you from doing that. I'm simply saying you need to be aware of it. You need to be aware of the fact that for every core audience that you have, for every ideal client that you identify, you are going to have a product, a suite of services that will cater to that client. 
If you then identify a second client group that you want to go after, you are going to have, in most cases, a second suite of products and services that you manage to deliver and solve the problem for that customer. So you can start to see how this can become quite complicated. But trust me when I tell you, if you can sit down and identify and really articulate and bring to life and personify your ideal client and dig deep into the problems that you can help solve for them, your business is going to become so focused, so focused, and it is 100% possible. So my three tips for identifying your ideal client. Tip number one, just start. It is so easy to talk yourself out of doing this exercise and saying it's not worth it, but trust me when I tell you it's worth it. And if you don't know where to begin, then just follow your instinct. Start capturing the details of who you want to attract with your business and create a persona for them. In an ideal world, I would even say name them. Carry them with you in your pocket. Really start to live and breathe and understand this person's mindset. Tip number two, remember, you can change your mind at any time. You can pivot, you can change, you can adapt your business to attract a different customer group. Tip number three is really focus in and understand what the problem is that your ideal client faces when it comes to flowers and floristry services and develop your products in line with solving those problems. So if you are one of my existing online students, we are going to go deep into this subject of identifying, dissecting and understanding your ideal client next week in our live training. I'm also going to be handing around distributing super useful worksheet to help narrow down, identify and articulate your ideal client and target market. And we'll talk through how that will impact your business, what products to create and how to focus your communications. And if you want to sign up to be in the next wave of the four floors community and become one of my online students, we will be covering off four foundational elements for every business and going deep into these elements to get a sound foundation for your flower business, set you up to make good money doing what you love. All you got to do is visit fourflorist.com and put your name on the waitlist and registration opens up in September. So link is in the show notes. And as always, peoples, don't be afraid to send me an email, DM me on Instagram. Love to hear your thoughts, questions, ideas. And I hope you have a beautiful day and I will talk to you later. Bye for now.